This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Wednesday, the 17th of February. Justin, the number of Australians on JobKeeper mm-hmm. has more than halved since September. I.e., it's fallen by 2 million humans. Wow. Speaking of JobKeeper, Adairs, the betting and homewares giant, has returned at $6.1 million in JobKeeper payments after they announced a whopping increase in online sales. We don't need your money anymore, ScoMo <laughs> and Frydenberg. Very nicely done, Justin. We have three really lovely stories today. Let's do it. For our first, Australian media giant News Corp has its eyes on the lucrative and controversial Australian sports betting market. Can't say I'm surprised to hear about this one. What is happening? Alright, in 2018, Justin, some states in the US were given the green light to legalise betting on major sports. And as a result, News Corp recently launched a very big sports bookmaker named Fox Bet. Now, News Corp, controlled by the Murdoch family, mm-hmm. is said to be thinking of ways to grab some market share in the Aussie betting scene. As we know, the sports betting market in Australia is big. And Justin, 2.1 million Aussies had a punt on sports last year. Wow. So now, News Corp is seeking expressions of interest from a sports betting partner in Australia for a new betting business. So what's the key learning here? If you're a big, old, traditional media company, News Corp, then generally, revenue has been declining for years. So to diversify, News Corp is looking at revenue streams that actually sit out Side of traditional advertising. Like sports betting. Naturally, they're thinking, hmm, we already own plenty of sports broadcasting rights yep. and therefore we attract plenty of eyeballs. So why don't we leverage our existing distribution to flog sports betting too? <laughs> Potentially a dangerous match made in heaven. Considering Australia's horse and sports betting market is worth $4.7 billion a year oh here, boy. you can see why News Corp is trying to get in there. For our second story, the brand that owns Corona Beer is suing another beer maker for using the Corona brand (laughs) in hard seltzer. Who would have thought the name Corona would be in such hot demand, Brett? (laughs) Tell me more. All right, first things first, AB InBev is the owner of Corona. Now, Justin, they're a monster beverage Mm -hmm. company. They own Corona, Budweiser, Stella, just to name a few. Now, despite owning Corona, AB InBev gave another beer maker, Constellation, the rights to produce Corona beer in the US. Let me emphasize that. (laughs) B-E-E-R. But now, Constellation has violated that deal by using the Corona brand for a non-beer product. AKA hard seltzer with the name Corona Seltzer. (laughs) And what is seltzer again? Well, you'd have to be living under a rock, Justin, because it's a new trendy drink that is essentially alcoholic flavored sparkling water. And this all happens while the demand for hard seltzer goes absolutely bananas in Australia and around the world. So what's the key learning? Here. As Eminem liked to say, when there's a concept that works, 20 million other white rappers emerge. And that, Flux fam, is the same for the hard seltzer industry. <laughs> After just a few years, hard seltzer has already got over 3% market share for all alcohol. And competition is just heating mm-hmm. up now. In 2018 in the US, there were 10 hard seltzer brands on the market. In 2020, let me count, hello 65. And the craze extends beyond just breweries. Brands like Coca-Cola are getting into the market. So over the last couple of years, years, some Aussie brewers have been getting in on the action too. And now, we have over 30 new brands of hard seltzer in Australia alone. And it is delicious. 
For our third and final story, luxury car brands Jaguar and Land Rover will go all in on electric cars by 2025. 2025, that is very soon for a company that just announced it. So what is happening here? (laughs) All right, so Jaguar Land Rover is an 86-year-old brand that is currently owned by an Indian conglomerate. And Jaguar, which has definitely been having a rough time over the last few years, Mm. is deciding to go all in. Yep, they're spotting the electric car trend about 10 years too late (laughs) and are embracing it 100%. Now, Brett, I'm no car connoisseur, but talk me through how this works. (laughs) Jaguar will phase out old school internal combustion engines Mm -hmm. and will go fully electric in just four years. And the company said Land Rover would produce its first all electric model by 2024 as well. Which is an absolute blessing because those cars are absolute gas guzzlers. (laughs) So what's the key learning here? Lucky for Jaguar Land Rover, it's given itself a few years to get its electric cars on the road. And why is that, Justin? Well, that's because the car industry is currently facing some serious shortages. Explain this one if you would cars need microchips and car makers are having to slow down production because there aren't enough microchips to go around and why is that well last year when everyone was in lockdown microchip manufacturers reallocated their efforts towards consumer products that'd be computers game consoles and smartphones and many car makers are facing this bizarre challenge right now as the car industry <laughs> just starts to pick up again flux fam a big 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 shout out to our winners for win the week this week the following humans are taking away $100 each just because they saved $25 or more. Let me see. There's Sarah from Victoria. There's Reed from New South Wales. And another Sarah from Queensland. Sign up at www.flux.finance or the link is in the show notes. And just before we go, a big shout out to Stevie J, aka my dad, on his 65th birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Scuba Steve. <laughs> Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>